Galaxy Nerds of the Nerd Imperium. Welcome to this week's episode of the Currently Nerdy Podcast. We are your inner conclave of nerdum. My name is Diz, and I am your pop culture and sports nerd. Ali? I am Ali, your classic nerd. And I'm VM, your comic book nerd. What's up, dudes? Another up? week, guys. Another I week. Don't sound so excited, Tran. My God, you know, stuck inside. Uh, you know, I, um, listening to people yell from Huntington Beach. <laughs> yeah, you're not you're not too far from there. You huh? can hear the protests. Like, yeah, I'm only like uh like I'm actually like like one city away or like one town away. So like I'm right there. And I also happen to work in Huntington Beach, so oh, that doesn't help either. Dude, I was I was driving up the uh, the four oh five um and like passing Huntington Beach and there's a bunch of signs that are like reopen California, trust in Jesus, blah blah blah, like on the four hundred five. Can I like this is the stuff? Like I'm a historian of religions. I'm an, I, I'm religious studies. I know plenty about theology and whatnot. Well, you but, know about the Jesus. but it, it fascinates me to no end the sort of internal logic of the idea that like my God is bigger than a virus. Have you guys heard that right? Yeah. My Jesus is bigger than a virus. So there's a couple things. Is like so as a person who studied theology. There's been all sorts of interesting cases made throughout history about the understanding the nature of God, free will, evil, etc. And you could see the like robust thinking behind these theologians. None of that is this. Yeah, no, not <laughs> because even close. If you say, my God is bigger than a virus, so what you're saying is that the virus is not from God. Therefore, there is something no, no. either equally powerful to God or something capable of nearly the same level of destruction that this virus is. So therefore, there are two gods, a god of good and a god of evil. No, of Mm -hmm. course, that's not what you mean. You mean to say that your god is so powerful that he can help you with this matter. So in other words, your god created the virus, and now he's going to save only a select few from the virus. That sounds like a crazy ex-boyfriend, right? I'm going to hire people to beat you up, and then I'm going to come in and rescue you so I look good. Well, you hired them to get beat up in the first place. Why wasn't your God big enough to stop the virus in the first place, right? Listen. So this, like, the theology behind that language, to me, is just like, huh? Yeah. Do you See, people not think about what you're saying? That's your problem, You thought about it for more than 15 seconds. <laughs> it is exactly yeah. the problem. Yeah. Well, it's because I saw a tweet about it a couple weeks back, right? Like, someone was talking, some girl was talking about she believed in God and whatnot. And I retweeted that. I was like, God also created the 10 plagues. Sit your ass home, right? Seriously, like, yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. I don't understand what Bible they're reading or what text they're reading. I mean, mm-hmm. death is also within God's purview. That's yeah. true. Let me... Let me tell you something, Ali. This is what you need to know, all right, you godless Muslim. Mm. The corona Chinese virus came from the godless communist Chinese, and my God, Jesus Christ, will protect us God-fearing Americans from the COVID Chinese virus. It's also interesting that people have conveniently left out the point that there's now evidence that the lethal strain of COVID-19 is actually a mutation from Europe. So while the origin may be from from China, Wuhan province, but the mutation that is killing people, that is as viral as it is, is actually a European mutation. It's a European mutation. It's just like Americans. It's just like Americans. I'll tell you what. The Europeans have been opening their borders for them Muslims. Did you see? So that's why I mutated. Did you see the Florida news report of the beaches of the Jeep uh, event at the beach? No, 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 what happened? You guys didn't see this? I'm going no, to link it yet. to you where they're like, they're like, you know, I'm washing my hands, but we're here to have fun. Woo. It's, it's literally everything you imagined that is Florida. You look at it, you look at this particular moment and you go, yeah, this is why the South needs to seed again. 
He's like, this is, you see it and you go, there's that Bugs Bunny cartoon where he like, he, he saws off the... Florida. Yeah. And you start to ask yourself, how do we do this scientifically? Yeah. I feel bad though, because uh, I think Johnny Tipton is in uh, I know. He's a, Florida. He's a, he's a small bastion of sanity in another so our friend. Cr- yeah. Our friend uh, Jay Tips is uh Johnny Tips. Johnny man. Tips is over in Florida. So hey, that's the Johnny case Gen- in the South, right? There's like some, like, you know, you go to Austin, Texas. It's relatively sane in comparison to the rest of Texas. But oh, sacrifices yeah. must be made. <laughs> no, you, you fuck John. Sorry. <laughs> Utilitarianism right now, right, man? The South is holding us all down. Well, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, airplane tickets are cheaper than they've ever been. John, right, go ahead and uh, find yourself over to a more sane state. Yeah, get out of there. I mean, and, and it's not just we look at this and go, these people are fucking nuts, right? Uh, they're out there because heaven forbid they have to stay home for for a couple months. Nope, got a party. I mean, how emptied is your life? How meaningless is your life that you cannot find any sense of purpose without needing to go and get drunk at a beach? I'd prefer not right? to answer that question. I'll That's a, if you think of it, it's a really sad, right? Like as the resident alcoholic is, right? Yeah, yeah. Can somebody. you agree with me here that it's like you can? Okay, Did you say fun. I am somebody. No, I said, "What's up, buddy?" Oh, what, he said, I am up, somebody. I thought you were like reaffirming yourself no, because no, no, he's, he's what's down, up? Huh? It's like you could, you would you agree? Like, all right, it's one thing to be restrictions in alcohol. It's tough, right? Oh, it's yeah. tough not to being able to socialize. But if your entire identity is wrapped up in it to the point where two months you've been asked for for two months to say, "Hey, you know what? Just stay home," and you yeah. can't handle that. I mean, you've got a problem. Mm. Look, let me tell you something, Floridians. All right. There's many things you could do during this quarantine. One, you could drink at home. Yeah. It's a very real thing you could do. Yeah. You know? Drink with an alligator in your toilet. Yeah. Um, you guys probably have swamps and whatever. Find one of those swamp monsters back there and fight one of them. Yeah, go fight swamp thing. Yeah, go find them, fight them. <laughs> you know? And if you lose, good. That's one less vote for Donald Trump. Oh, shit. So I'm okay with that. Um, you, could, you could play video games. Yeah. You know? Give a, start picking up gaming. We literally had a whole episode last week on like the million and one forms of distractions. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, I'm, look, I'm gonna be real. All right, this is it. it it's the the holy month of Ali's Ramadan. All right, huh. it's almost ending, and I try every year to not drink during Ramadan, and I try unsuccessfully every year. <laughs> this year. I am very thankful for the pandemic because no alcohol for your boy this. No way. Yeah, man. It's been like a month and a half. I haven't had a booze. That's, a, that's actually a good accomplishment, man. Good for you. Yeah, yeah but he yeah, picked I, up cocaine. <laughs> no, man. My dealer's, uh, my dealer's not working during the pandemic, man. Poor guy. That's, he got furloughed. That'd be so typical of this. So remember his announcement when he stopped smoking? Now he's got like, he vapes even worse than he smokes. I don't vape worse than I smoke. I vape so a lot. At least we didn't have to smoke. deal with him smoking indoors. You know, or when he's smoking, it it smelled like apple pie and shit. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You watermelon. Know, mental, speaking yeah. of distractions, just this past weekend, a fantastic distraction just came out on Netflix. Mm. Avatar: The Last Airbender. Oh, I thought you were going to say Community, and you were... no, no, fuck Community. Uh, so, <laughs> oh, like, uh, finally, fi- like uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender for a, a long time 
has been coming. People like wanted it on one of these yeah. servers. It was, it was for a while. And it then was, it and Avatar does also. Yeah. It was out on in other places in Netflix. So like Netflix UK, they've had it for ages. Yeah, or you can do like you and just steal it from the dark places of the internet. Yeah. Anyways, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> the great thing is like Netflix has now released. It's so, like people have been like reinterested in Avatar. The yeah. internet has been ablaze with how great Avatar is, and it's shot to number one. And I'll, I'll gotta be honest, even I was tempted to get Netflix. <gasps> really? So, you want my password? Bro? Not wow. not for not for that. No, no, not for that. For the purpose of getting what is that? Netflix uh it's like the Google edition where you can watch with your friends. Oh, Netflix party. Not Netflix party and I thought I thought for a moment was like if we do a currently nerdy Netflix party for Avatar, mm. I'd get I'd get Netflix for a month. I'd cancel after a month. But I I totally do it. If like if we collectively was like, all right, we'll go. We're gonna watch. We're gonna binge watch Avatar, and we're gonna do it. Mm-hmm. We're still in lockdown. We've got another couple weeks of this. Let's just mm-hmm. binge watch Avatar. I'm about it, man. I I have because like we all know, I'm the one person on the podcast who hasn't watched it. Yeah. And now that it's on Netflix, you know, instead of watching Community over again, let's do I Netflix. Might, I mean yeah. Avatar. Yeah, I'm probably gonna do Avatar. Right, we're gonna we're gonna come up more. with an idea, and maybe we'll offer like a chance for other people to tune in with us or whatnot. Um, yeah, yeah. and here and whatever so let's figure out the details we'll come back to you next week uh, check our social media we'll talk more about this but yeah this might be an idea well, this is interesting we'll think about this I saw this tweet that really intrigued me All right, yeah. it said people stuck in quarantine with children make the child watch Avatar The Last Airbender yeah brilliant I idea. cannot stress this enough the show tackles everything. It does. Imperialism, yep. refugees, animal cruelty, censorship, sexism, yep. how to move on with life if your girlfriend becomes the moon. Yep. The very first, uh, the very first, like, or one of the early, earliest threads I ever did was actually on why Avatar is the best cartoon of all time. It's an old yeah. one. I might re-up it just because it was a good one. But it is. It's one of the few cartoons that genuinely addresses things like cultural genocide, that addresses things like colonialism. It also has probably one of the best examples of de-radicalization you'll ever see on TV screen. People call, talk about the redemption arc of, of Zuko. That's not a redemption arc. That's an arc of de-radicalization. Yeah. literally explains why people become extremists. There's two components to being uh, an extremist. One, a supremacist ideology. My people are better than your people. Right? And two, social alienation. Hmm. I feel huh. cut off from my family. How do you destable that? You expose people to other religions, traditions, it's cultures, peoples, etc. And so as a result, you start you lose the supremacist component, right? Yeah, yeah. And two, your family reintegrates you. Both of those are essential for people from going from radicals to normal people, for becoming de-radicalized. It's a really great example of it. Yeah. But do we all do we have an Uncle Eero out there for all the, the people question. who are radicalized? Though is That's the problem. The real question. You know, it's like you really need. Yeah. Uncle e- General Eero. I'm going to call yeah. him General because you know he is. You know that that's his official title. Yeah. But we needed we need more General Eros in our lives. Yeah, I love that guy. I think he's probably one of the most beloved characters in the whole series, right? Yeah. Like, and nothing nothing uniquely creative. Like the thing that Avatar does so well is like it doesn't do anything, you know, groundbreaking. Yeah. It tells, in many ways, it kind of falls into very familiar fairy tale tropes, right? Evil, bad wizard dude, good wizard, wise man, right? All of the, all of the, it's kind of still there, but what it does is it tells that story so well. 
Absolutely. It introduces Absolutely. nuance. It introduces complexity. It keeps things simple without getting too kind of bogged down its own mythology into its own cosmology. Yeah. It does it very, very well. And this is one of the reasons why I think a lot of people gravitate towards Avatar versus Korra. I love both. I think they're both fantastic. Yeah, yeah. But Avatar has this sort of fairy tale nostalgic quality to it. That's There's like true. a simpler times feeling. Yeah. Well, there is a that. I think the new shows are coming out. We were probably like 15, 14 years old, roughly yeah. when that, when avatar was created. Um, one of the cool things about it that I think was always great about it is that we were in high school when it came out, but I don't think the show ever talked down no. to, to its audience no. in that sense that it never, it never like questioned your intelligence as like a preteen teenager or like, you yeah. know, for the people who watched it on Nickelodeon. Yeah. And it you was know, never preaching. It timeless. It was yeah. never preachy. When it tried to get its message across, it did it beautifully. You know how almost every like cartoon has the exact same trope. At one, all the cartoon series at one point will have like a girls' night out or whatnot. So you know, and they try to really emphasize female empowerment, which is a good thing. But they always do it ham-fistedly because it's always Absolutely. a guy <laughs> writer who's writing those episodes, right? And so it's their imagination of of a female empowerment not a woman's imagination right and same thing like there's always it's always like when it tries to get a message across it, it tends to be a little ham fisty um because it's talking to kids it's adults talking to kids uh-huh. so it ends up being preachy avatar never quite does that avatar is really good at kind of really getting its message across by simply trusting its audience and one of the things that it, it by that it does is it simply assumes hey our audience can handle it it introduces death into a child's cartoon series. There's Bambi a couple of really too. serious deaths there, and it never, it never goes. Oh, we've gone too far. Oh, these kids can't handle it. Yeah. It goes. No, let's talk about what their real life consequences to these things. Question. Yeah. All right. Now, this is very serious. I, I need. I need to know an answer because this may or may not be the reason why I watched the show. Here we go. Mm. Are there any characters that I could dress up with that are dress up for? Uh, Halloween, yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. I like, mean, there's there uh, nice uh, facial hair. They're actually the the costuming isn't all that like elaborate. To be honest with you, a lot of it's very utilitarian. Actually, yeah. it kind of fits the um. I'd say probably kind kind of fits the aesthetic. Really, I mean, Avatar uh, cosplay has been around for years, and especially in like anime circles, you know. And it's always pretty beautiful, and it's also immensely immensely comfortable. Yeah, I think there's plenty of characters that you could dress up as. I think a lot of people... With beards? Yeah, with beards and whatnot. Um, I think you could do, like, classically could be Spud, the earthbending teacher of uh, Avatar Roku. Personally, I think you would be perfect as Admiral Zhao. Admiral Admiral Zhao. Who was the bad guy of the first season. Fair Uh, enough. Does he have a beard? He's got a kind of funky beard. He's Mm hot-tempered. And he's, he's very arrogant. Admiral Zhao, conqueror Admiral. of the moon. Boom. All right. That's you. That might be my that might be my new Halloween costume. I'm in a I'm trying to do new things, damn it. I'm cosplaying as Jake the Snake Roberts right now. What? Mm. For what? Yeah. What are you cosplaying for? There's no <laughs> events going for my on. It's just for at my home. Own, my, my own sanity, man. You know? You're just dressing bored up in the, that. Oh, you're poor bored mom. in the house you're and I'm in the house. You're poor mother. Bored. bored in the house and I'm in the house bored. Oh, God. That's me How right did you, now, man. You stop drinking and you got weirder. I know. Listen, that's what happened, bro. It's withdrawals right now. <laughs> Diz wakes up and cosplays at home. Yeah. Look, here's here's what happened. All right, I did it for the the TikTok. Oh no, kind of. oh Diz, you well, did it. No, not necessarily. 
All right. So my partner sent me a picture. What's his name? Of like hair on the floor, and she was like, "I did a thing." So she I'm cut like, her hair. Oh. Yeah, but she cut like half an inch of her hair and just like cut off her split ends. But I can't tell the difference because I'm a dude, you know. So I saw a bunch of hair on the floor. I was like, "Oh shit, she cut her hair." Well, if she did that, all right, I don't want her to feel self conscious. Like in case she messed up, let me do this dumbass mustache. Oh, you Jesus made an Christ. assumption based on hair that you found. Because she said, "Uh oh." Okay, the real question here is, did you do it to help her feel less self-conscious, or did you do it as an act of punishment? No, I didn't. You cut your hair, fine, I'm going to get myself a handlebar. No, 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 no. I did it because, like, I I, I was literally, like, in the bathroom, I get the text, and I was about to take a shower, and I saw it, and I was like, oh, shit. Like, she said, "Uh uh-oh, she, like, and she didn't show me her hair, so she must be, like, nervous because she may have messed up. And I'm like, okay. So I shaved the mustache into my face and then I sent her that. I'm like, well, it can't be no worse than this. And then she just started laughing and then showed me her hair and her hair looks fucking great. She did a good job. But you now have a handlebar mustache. Now I have a handlebar mustache. Yes. Well, a slight handlebar. It, How long is it going to f- take you to regrow your beard? I don't know. Probably like two weeks. Yeah, but not to the way it was before. No, 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 no. I'll be a month to get to that level. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're not really, you're not working right now, are you? So, I mean, you're uh, just kind no, of stuck I start work, I start work June 2nd. Of okay. June? Rede- yeah, I got re- redeployed. <laughs> don't not say, in the military. Don't say Calm it that down. Way. Yeah, yeah. Calm That's down. what they said. They said redeployment. Calm. But so now, are you on TikTok now then? It's a real I, question. Okay, so yes, I made a TikTok video. I had TikTok videos that my nephew had made back when it was Musical.ly because he created a Musical.ly You shouldn't account. be on TikTok. I probably shouldn't. I, this is we've gone yeah. through this. No, yeah, we had a whole episode about. Yeah, we have a whole episode about it. It's like because TikTok is designed for for addicts like you. Yes, but also, yes, like yes, I, yes. I've come to the conclusion that if you're over twenty five, how rude! You There's shouldn't whole, be on TikTok. Over twenty five and over thirty TikTok is way more creative than these. No, no, I, I'll say it right now. One because TikToks the demographic is way too young. Mm-hmm. It's way too young, and some of those trends are a bit uncomfortable. Let's be real. Right? Yeah, yeah, Not even talking true. about the racist stuff. Just like there's a 16 year old girl twerking on there, or yeah. a 16-year-old girl talking about singing that song. What is it? I sick I'm a bi- savage. I, no, no, what is it? I suck big dicks like, like something on it. What is that, that song? <laughs> what? There's a song. <laughs> there's I, a lot of songs that say that. I'm it sure. says there's a song that goes, I something, I suck big dick and I stab on it, or some shit like that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but don't try to get me to quote lyrics because I can't. <laughs> but it's like this, you know, there's a song and it has like a dance that goes with it. <laughs> I have no idea what the hell you're talking Anyways, about. Anyways, the man. point is, it's a little uncomfortable for a 30 year old dude to be scrolling TikTok. This is just what I'm saying. My for you page is a bunch of old. That's people. what you say, but you last time you mentioned that there was a lot of twerking on there, right? That's there was. True. Yeah. So, uh, this but is I, why it's, I it's think, changed. in my opinion, in my opinion, if you're 25 and older, first let the kids just have their space, right? Yeah. Let them do whatever they're doing and explore what they're doing. The last thing they need is some 30, 28 year old or 30 year old scrolling, staring at their at their ass or they're in their bikini shots or whatnot. It's just uncomfortable. It's weird. Social media as it is is already really creepy. Right, so I'm a big believer. Like, if you're 25 and over and a dude, you shouldn't be on. Yeah, on stop perving over that Charlie D'Amelio girl or whatever. Yeah, she's she's like, like she's 15. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Jesus Christ, people. Oh, yeah. Or like the the other thing is like, if you really like TikTok, the funny ones will end up on Twitter. 
right? That's true, yeah. That's and, like, or, or you can YouTube. watch YouTube compilations yeah. of them or whatnot, right? Like Whatever, man. I'm just saying, just putting it out there, Diz. I I'd be disappointed if you continue to, to scroll on TikTok. If I was your woman, I'd have a talk with you. My woman sends me TikTok yeah, videos. <laughs> she's on TikTok. She was on TikTok before I was. She made me get one so she could send me the damn videos yeah, well, that she's, she likes. She's a woman. There's a difference. You're a dude. Oh, it's okay. Just pointing it out. It beats a little creepy. You're almost 40. You can't be. <laughs> not almost 40. <laughs> you, can't, you can't be trolling on TikTok, and sta- especially during Ramadan, staring mm, at yeah. 16-year-olds doing twerking videos. I'm not watching 16-year-olds doing twerking <laughs> or was that, or was that, there's a, There was it. that challenge. I remember it was like all over Twitter too for a while, and I just I had to I had to like I just like I refused to scroll Twitter. What was it? It was um, I'm not I'm not thick until I turn sideways challenge or some shit like that. Uh-huh. It was called. It was like a bunch of skinny chicks that would then turn sideways and oh look I have an ass, and uh, it was like it was like these kids are like fucking fourteen and fifteen. It's like it's, yeah. settle down. Yeah. You sh- you're barely out of your pacifier. <laughs> You're 15 I, years I, old. I, I remember when I was 15. 15 years old, I still played with uh, pretend swords. You know what's my, my I mean, favorite? I was 30 and still saying, pretend playing with pretend swords. That's a that's a different conversation. I mean, there's a saying in Farsi that fits perfectly with this: "Bui shiras donet miaya," which means the scent of milk is still coming from your mouth. <laughs> that's such a good one. You're right. Oh. <laughs> you still oh, that's so good. That's good. Yeah, it's one of my favorite sayings. That's a good one. I completely had forgotten that one. Yeah, top marks for you for that one yeah. because it's it's um, true. It's just a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah, but I'm gonna get TikTok famous for this video, or so I hope. Yeah, well, I hope you. Hashtag, I hope you delete your TikTok. Is what I hope you do. Hashtag for you page. Hashtag FYP. Hashtag over thirty. Diz intervention. Hashtag TikTok intervention. No more TikTok for Diz. Yeah, follow I, me on TikTok at Is it is it because you have just nothing better to do? You got bored. <laughs> yeah, man, there's nothing to do, bro. What am I supposed to do in my life? You there's just... only so much 2K I could play. You know, I've dedicated a lot of time to TSN, so that's been that's been keeping me busy. Um, but you know, I, I, I I'm just gonna I, say you've ruined any future employment prospects you've got. Mm. One one look at that handlebar mustache, you're like, we never hire on this idiot. <laughs> There's nothing. Look, man, I'm a dude. I could walk around shirtless with a handlebar mustache and a cowboy hat, and no one will not hire me. They'll be like, "Oh, that guy is funny. Look at him. He's got he's got character." Yeah, I don't know about that. If I he'll saw be, if I saw be that, a great I employee. You. My ass is. I'm prejudiced in all sorts of things. Yeah, I know, but ain't nobody trying to apply to become a fucking historian. Like, or at least I'm not trying to Damn, be a, really, a historian. It's, it's really not. Rude. It's not a cafeteria job, Diz. I mean, you have to do a little bit more than just apply yeah, okay. to be a historian. You don't, you don't just, yeah, just say, send in your application, Diz. Look, man, there's a lot of there's a lot of different steps to get there. Ain't nobody just applying to be a historian, so I don't have to worry about you hiring me for anything. All right. Other companies where white men are in power are going to see you a know, man I'd like be a me. Reverse like referral for you. Funny. Every time you apply, I'll call in advance. Be like, hey, you got a guy named Diz applying? Don't. Yeah, he's anti-Semitic. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm a, a reverse referral. Oh, they don't yeah. even call me. I call them yeah. in advance. Yeah. You yeah. know what's sad, though? Yeah. It's all like, there's going to be companies where they're like, he sounds perfect. <laughs> Get him on the board of directors. Just, just our guy. Yeah, right. Yeah. We, we need, oh, wait a minute. He's brown? Ugh. He's got a handlebar and wears a cowboy hat and is a fan of the Dallas Cowboys and he drinks whiskey. He's not one of he's one of them good brown folks. Oh, that's good. You know, we, we need we need him on the team. Right? Oh, he's good one, Lord. He's our token. The problem I will be know, the token brown man. I will say though, you know, at least you have a chance, right? Because it seems like there's a certain there are certain people who just don't have a chance no matter what. Yeah. Right? And uh I, you know, I as much as I want to 
applaud Diz for coming out as a TikToker, you know, and I for, don't, don't for realizing word, his bro. truth, you I know? Fucking um, dick. That's fucked up. Don't co-opt that word. <laughs> what? Coming out, man. Don't co-opt that for me. You say I'm only kidding. Would you calm down? All right. Now. I'm woke. Uh, yes. It's awakened. Um, <laughs> you know, what's, what sucks is that I actually was reading an article. This, is, this probably happened. This actually happened a couple months ago, but it didn't get big until recently. Yeah. Uh, you know, with, with all the stuff that's going on, the stay-at-home wars and everything, right? Everyone's looking, you know, to try to find other streams of income. Right. And one of the things about about being on the Internet now is that, you know, a lot of uh, sex workers can make money off of things like OnlyFans. They can make funny yeah. money off of, you know, if they have like, uh, you know, like Pornhub accounts or whatever, you know, there's there's ways yeah. of making money now where it don't involve you having to go into back pages or whatever else yeah. or even actually meeting people in real life. Right. So there is a chance for people to make money during this time and being much safer than if they were forced out to, you know, to meet people on the street or to, you know, have to set up Craigslist meetings and whatever else. Hmm. Now it's all, you know, I'm all about that by all means. If you, if you're a consenting adult, you should totally, you know, do, do what makes you feel good and do what makes, you know, if you're okay with it, then I'm okay with it. Right. The only problem is though, you know, society has a way of kind of, you know, fucking things up for women who are trying to get ahead in life, unfortunately, Mm. you know? Oh, you guys yeah. have you guys heard of Kristen Vaughn before? Uh yes, yeah, the mechanic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you heard of her Diz? Yeah, yeah, you mentioned her to us. Yeah, so like I I I yeah, you guys we talked about it a little bit last week, not in the episode, but I'd mentioned it. Uh but you know, I thought this was important to bring up because, you know, this is a really important I think an important story because fuck man, it's like as much as we want to talk about being woke and whatever else, man, you just kind of see the same old shit kind of happening over and over again. Mm. in society and how easy it is to just fall back into the same old fucking bullshit mm-hmm. you know that we uh that we normally find ourselves in now you you said she was the mechanic she's 24 years old from indiana and what's crazy about it is like she had a great instagram account mm. where she was a, a mechanic for a honda dealership and you know she would fix engines and she was trying to like uh get into like racing cars and everything so she had a, an account where it was really popular because she was showing people how to fix their cars Right. And then to make a little extra money uh, during the during the, the, the pandemic, she decided that she was going to start an OnlyFans account. Mm-hmm. Right. Not a big deal. Uh, what sucks is it's like she mentioned it on her Instagram feed. So the coworkers at that Honda dealership ended up finding out about it and they started watching her videos at work. Oh, oh damn! Because that's appropriate. Yeah. So and you know and that's fucked up, right? What's even worse though is all like not only did they did that, but they also started spreading the fact that she had an OnlyFans account. Yeah, sexual harassment. And also harassing her. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So she talked about in her own personal experience how like you know there was a couple workers that would come up to her and talk to her about it, make fun of her about it. Right. There'd be mm-hmm. dealers at the shop who were like crowded around a cell phone watching her videos on the oh, floor. God. You know, eventually, obviously, just like with anything else, you know, it went, ba- it got back to management mm-hmm. and she eventually got fired. Oh my God. Right. So sh- wait, hold on. They're sexually harassing her. They're making inappropriate comments towards her and she got fired. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah, seems about white. So yeah, that's the thing. It's like she, you know, they asked about, they asked a BuzzFeed had asked about management about that. And they said it had nothing to do with the fact that she had an OnlyFans account, um, that she had violated some other company policy, which they never 
bothered to tell us what it was. Mm-hmm. Right. Of course. Um, now. I've been kind of reading a lot of articles about this these past couple mm-hmm. of days. Right. And the one thing that she admitted was that there are fo- there are some photos that she had taken for her social media mm-hmm. of her wearing a, the, a, the uniform. Right. Mm-hmm. But she had obscured the logos and everything else. So she, there was like there was nothing, according to her, that indicated that she had worked specifically for that Honda dealership. Mm. Right. But that has kind of become the weaponizing fact that had people mm. kind of justifying her being fired mm. right online. So the people have been using it to kind of invalidate her claims of being fired unjustly. Well, there was there was uh, look, her getting harassed is unacceptable. Yeah. Guys watching the videos, like all, all of that is completely unacceptable. And every one of those people should be fired. But I read that she did make a video on company grounds uh, in the bathroom of the, of the company. Um, and that, that's, a, that's an issue. And as much as it sucked, and it is clearly unfair, unfair being the key word here, right? Mm-hmm. There is a question of who branding. Yeah, yeah. Right? We're now entering into an era, and OnlyFans contributes to this, in which the individual has become a brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You, by selling yourself, and that's what you're doing, right? And there's no judgment there. I'm not judging the people who do this. I'm not anti-sex work in any way, shape, or form. But... The idea, the logics behind OnlyFans is the logics of neoliberalism, in which the individual is a brand that can be sold. That the body is a brand that can be sold, like a car, like a uh, you know, cleaning product, like a candle, etc. And when you operate within that logic, then this is a competing brand that is filming in another company's property. Yeah, that is true. So the legal yeah. mechanism is there to fire her. It's unfair. It's messed up. It's clearly gendered, considering that she's the only person they retaliated against and not any of the guys. All of that is fair to point out. And all those criticisms of Honda, fair enough, point those things out. But from a legal framework, this is what happens when you allow corporations to reduce individuals to brands when you start to think of your twitter brand and it's not only fans isn't the only thing here twitter instagram facebook all of that have transformed the individual into a brand this is the logical end result this is the logical end result of everyone being a brand it means that everything you do can reflect badly on the corporations yeah it's true Because you're a brand who must either be copacetic with the corporation you're working for, or you're a brand that is now in violation of the corporation you're working for. Yeah, Ali, let me ask you a question. Since you're in, like, academia, right? Yeah. Um, Because, again, I, you know, me being a degenerate and being on TikTok, there was a TikTok that got viral. It was a PhD student. She didn't say what school she went to. But she said, like, my day job, and she was doing, like, scientific research because yeah. I guess she's, a, a, she's doing her Ph.D. in some kind of science. Yeah. Um, and then at night, she was a go-go dancer. Like, yeah. So for those of you who don't know what go-go dancers are, if you've ever been to a club, they're, like, the girls that are on yeah. stage, and, like, they're dancing in, like, scantily clad clothing. They're not mm-hmm. getting naked or anything for the most part. They're, they're exotic dancing, dancers of some sort. Yeah. Uh, to, that would probably be the best way to describe it, yeah. right? Um. And, like, if the university caught wind of that, could they, like... No. Universities can't penalize people for anything like that, night professors, not anything like that. Again, the academy is the best place for a lot of this flexibility, right? That said, 
there's a lot of unwritten stuff that can work against you. So just pa this past year, there was a, a person on Twitter, I think she goes by Mistress Snow or something, who talks about how she's a PhD candidate on the job market, but whose night job is to be a sex worker. She's a dom. She's a mistress mm -hmm. uh, who dominates people. And her advisor found out about this. Her advisor found out and rescinded the letters of recommendation. Meaning that she, because every when you apply, you need to have three letters of recommendations from your professors, advisors, etc. It's very important. It's a way of establishing your pedigree. It's a way of establishing your work. They matter. The letters of recommendation matter a lot. Yeah. If your advisor resends them, they've basically ended your opportunity to get any jobs. And so this person no longer has a chance. She add, I think she adjuncts and does a bunch of other stuff. But her job opportunity, applying for full-time job, was completely ruined because the, her advisor uh, interfered. And that can happen in the universe. There are ways in which you can get punished and sanctioned socially, even if not legally, because the academy is a lot more careful when it comes to stuff like this. People are consenting adults. You don't have, you know, there has no impact on their work as a scholar or a teacher, anything of that sort, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, from a, from a superficial point of view, the academy is really great in that regards. But there are still a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff things that can happen that can really damage you. And look, I'm not, um, you know, I don't, I don't support that in any way, shape, or form, retaliation against sex work. I am anti-anti-sex work. The people who, who stand against sex work, I believe in legalizing sex work. I believe in destigmatizing it, all that. That said, that doesn't necessarily mean I'm pro-sex work in the sense that I think it's an empowering, good thing. I think that there are components of, of sex work that are deeply problematic within the understanding of labor. OnlyFans is an extension of Pornhub, right? Yeah. And in, in many ways, it's a way of saying we're going to democratize it. In other words, give people the power to make money, right? Uh -huh. Put that back into your hands. Pornhub, on the other hand, is much, it's a little bit bigger. It has a much more control over content, etc., right? OnlyFans is about you. The problem is that OnlyFans is the gigification of sex work. It's True. the Uber of sex work. Yeah. You, it's a way of, of, of a corporation still technically owning your stuff without owning it. And it does it through what's called licensing. It's the same thing with Uber. It's the same thing with Lyft. Lyft and Uber don't own your labor. You're an independent contractor. Right, mm -hmm. but they license it, meaning that they can still use it for whatever they want. This is their way of making sure that they don't have to give you benefits or support you in any way, shape, or form, while still technically owning everything. It's a distinction. It's a difference without a dis or a distinction without a difference, right? Which is one of the reasons why, if you upload anything to OnlyFans, you technically own the content, which means that OnlyFans can't get sued for what you upload. Mm -hmm. but OnlyFans can use your representation, your image, for any advertisement they want, and they can make a profit off of it. And there's nothing you can do about it. True. Isn't it the same with Instagram? It's and the Facebook? same thing with Instagram. So the only, this is the thing is why I, why I push back when people who talk about uh, sex work as uniquely bad, right? They're wrong. Uh -huh. It's all of these media platforms. So I, my critique of sex work is not of sex work. It's of the entire platform. I believe in, in, in legalizing and destigmatizing and all that. But I don't, I don't want us to fall into the trap of thinking that in the same way that somehow an Instagram model is empowered, so too is a sex worker empowered. Neither of them are empowered. Hmm. Neither of them own their labor. 
they're still falling within an exploitative system in which the individual is transformed into a brand, and that brand is then owned by a different company. Great, you make a little bit of money. Great, there's some level of autonomy there. But you are still not, the power dynamics is still in the hands of someone other than you. That's who true. controls yeah. all of it. Yeah. It's like they took out the sleazy director, but they kept everything else. Right. Yeah. And then in many of these instances, like Pornhub, which relies a great deal on amateur uploads, right? Mm-hmm. It introduces the component of accountability. Pornhub is notorious for having uploaded child pornography. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've been seeing. I've been seeing a lot of people. Uh, yeah. Talking about that lately on Twitter. And yeah. they, and not just because they allow it to happen, but because they benefit from it. Yeah, they benefit from the clicks, from the ads, from all of that. And so they're very slow in taking that stuff down. Revenge porn, child pornography, these platforms which pretend to be feminist and empowering and equalizing, these platforms are corporations that are making millions of dollars that are going to put those billions of dollars and who are going to put those billions of dollars before everything else. Which means individuals are screwed and exploited at every step of the way. The difference is that things like OnlyFans have successfully branded themselves as, hey, do it at your own time, get money for what you want to do, you're an empowered, independent person. The same bullshit that they told Uber drivers and Lyft drivers, I don't know how many times, it's it's nice to make my own schedule. Oh yeah, I also work 15 hours a day, but but it's nice that I make my own schedule, right? This is the issue, is like we've entered into this weird era of, People being turned into brands and then those brands being owned by corporations. That's not a good place to be in. That's not more equality. That's not more labor power. That's actually a really fucked up place to be in. But is it more equity since they're making money off of it, not equality? No, it's not equity or equality. It's neither of those. The power dynamic still remains in the hands of the corporation. Gotcha. This is, yeah, OnlyFans is not a good thing. Right? Again, I mean, no comment on sex work. Sex works, yeah. legalize it, whatever, you know, make it safe as safe as possible. The comment is on the platforms. These platforms are not good things. The, the increase of these platforms is an indication that we're entering into a stage of capitalism in which capitalism is very cleverly rebranding itself as woke. Uh, yeah, true. But see, here's my thing, right? If, if people were doing this anyway, right, and Again, I'm not, I'm not siding with the corporations here, but like, there's stories of girls who strip through their their way through college, right? Yeah, sure. You know, all the power to it. If if you found a way to pay for your school, and if that was through stripping, great, good for you. I have no qualms with that, right? If this is helping people make some extra bucks, as much as it sucks, I wish there was a better way, right? Where they could own their own stuff, they could own yeah. the licensing, and like it wasn't like owned by a corporation. But I, you know, like, I can't say I'm against it, you know, or that, like, I I necessarily think it's a bad thing where I don't agree with Uber and Lyft's, like, policies and how they treat their workers. I can't deny that Uber and Lyft have been very helpful in not only my life, but in a lot of people's lives. And it's, you know, but that's the that's the rub right there. The convenience of it. Right. The fact that it is convenient, the fact that we go, oh, well, at least it's helping, that we can use that as justification for the fact that it is fundamentally harmful. And in fact, that is what it relies on. That's how it, that's the hegemony of it. That it's able to go, what was it? 
So, so what do we do to fix it? We will build a system where where it's no longer necessary. Look, if someone wants to do sex work because that's their passion and that's what they want to do, go for it. But no one mm-hmm. should go into sex work, Uber work, or any type of independent contractor, any part of gig work because they need to. Because they need to make money. Anytime there is an instance in which people are financially strapped enough that they need to enter into these type of relationships, power relationships, in which they are fundamentally vulnerable and disadvantaged, no matter how much they think that they're empowered, that that is a system that is broken. The system needs to be overhauled so that it no longer exists. Now, if you have an equitable system in which there's a real good distribution of wealth, right, mm-hmm. and workers are em- empowered, and the workers own the private, like all that happens, and you still at that stage have people who want to be sex workers, great. You have people who mm. wanted to go into Lyft or whatnot, great, right? But so long as those conditions aren't met, then all of the gig economy is a bad thing. Gotcha. All of the gig economy. Now, the reality is that the convenience does trump everything else. So long as it's easy for you to subscribe to OnlyFans as, an, as a subscriber, and so long as it's easy for you as a content creator to put content on OnlyFans, so long as it's easy for you to click, I'm available to pick up uh, people on my Lyft app, and for you to order a Lyft, on your, and no, I'm putting all of these in the same category. Sex work mm-hmm. isn't separate from this. All of, it's the platform issue. It's the gig component of it. As long as that convenience trumps everything else, then we're not in a good place. That's not something we should define as empowering or good. And we, should, we need to move away from the, hey, people got to do what they got to do to survive. Because so long as we keep thinking in survival modalities, we don't think about actually overhauling the system. But so the, the main issue is, is the system. We need to overhaul yes. the system. Yes, the issue isn't the sex work. Sex work is as old as fucking civilization. Yeah, right? They call it the, they call the, it the oldest, oldest profession in the world, right? World, it's not yeah. true, but yeah. it is one of the oldest professions in the world, right? So yeah. it's, and it'll always be around. And we should always make it safe for safe sex workers. It's far better to do that. We should legalize it. Uh, we should uh, destigmatize it. Like it shouldn't carry a taboo, a social taboo with it in any way, shape, or form. But so long as the platform, the issue is the labor relationships, OnlyFans deserves a union. <laughs> That's what they should have. A union of sex workers that pushes back against fucking OnlyFans and Pornhub and whatnot, right? We don't need uh, fucking Pornhub to put out funny and cute tweets out there. Yeah. Right? Oh, stay home. No, no, I don't need that. I want you to take the child pornography on your website. Yeah. Fuckers over here giving yeah. people... Take off your revenge porn. How about you do that first? Let's start at the bare minimum, and then let's talk about reclaiming labor power. Then we've got a, we've got a com- real conversation going. So this is why the Kristen Vaughn situation is so complicated, right? It's like, I feel for her. Her situation is completely unfair. But her situation is also the end result of a system we've allowed to continue. We're complicit in that system. We allowed it to happen. Yeah. Right? No. Who owns the power in that situation? Honda does. OnlyFans does. That's the reality of it. We allowed that system to exist. V, can you tell me her OnlyFans account so I could support her <laughs> until she gets a new job? Dude, just fi- find her on, uh, on Instagram. I'm kidding, bro. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, but you weren't. Were you, Diz? She's no, still I'm continuing kidding. her mechanic stuff on Instagram, isn't she? She is, but she's um, now, I think she, uh, now because of the whole getting fired from Honda thing, she'd mentioned that, you know, she'd put more work into her OnlyFans and talking about how she's making more money now doing that 
yeah than she ever did doing the mechanical stuff right, right? um which is you know i think if if we were to to read a lot of like life after porn you know articles or documentaries a lot of them say that you know there uh, you can potentially make a lot of money you know in a short period of time but it's not exactly a long-term solution yeah. you know to uh, to your problems here and uh, what's even worse is kind of the stigma that gets attached to you yeah. for the rest yeah. of your life after that, right? Yeah. It's, there's a, a quote. Yeah, that's what I reject wholly, 100%. Yeah. Anyone who's, who stigmatizes sex workers, like that, that's, they should be, tr- they should be, they should face prosecution. Yeah. It's discrimination. Yeah. And then, you know, and then it's, the thing is at the end of the day, it's like, you know, uh, you know, a woman's, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's their own body. And if they're okay with it, then, you know, why, why can't we be okay with it also, right? Yeah. Now, what sucks is that this is not, this is one of those things where it's like, you know, you said sex was a tale as old, time, as old as time, but, you know, like, you know, sexual discrimination in the workplace is just as old, in my opinion, right? I mean, yeah, maybe yeah, the totally. concept of a workplace isn't, hasn't always been there, but con- well, things the, like retaliation. The stigma associated with, with sex work is also very old. Of course, right? So, and then these are the things that as much as we want to say that we've modernized and that we, you know, we've rethought, you know, uh, you know, our, our outlooks on things, it's like you can't, I don't think you can go anywhere in, in any job and have, and have anyone in a position of power not look down or at the very least have some type of judgment against someone who, yeah. when they find out they have an account like that, right? And it, I think a couple years ago, there was this... Um, uh, it, it was kind of a landmark in the early 2000s because I think this was the first case of its kind with that Queen of Sky blog mm-hmm. where she was a uh, flight attendant working for Delta and she had taken mm-hmm. like a photo in her uniform that they thought was kind of risque, which is her like laying across a couple of seats. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they had suspended her because of that. And, uh, you know, despite the fact that she had shown them that there's photos of people who online of people in their in their uh, uniforms all across the internet mm-hmm. right and a result as a result of her trying to basically file like a discrimination suit they had fired her a couple of weeks after she had filed in mm-hmm. in the form of retaliation and eventually it went to court and it got settled out of court but mm-hmm. you know this is something that happened 20 years ago and mm-hmm. you're kind of seeing the same things happening again and again uh, not just in you know in that profession but in professions all across the world yeah you know yeah, yeah, no, totally, and it's an example of the fact that we've allowed this without we've we've allowed this thing to continue without a very serious social conversation about it. Yeah, yeah. Right? Twenty years later, we're still not, we still haven't resolved this matter. In fact, we've only made it worse. It's true, and right? now it's like it's exasperated because now it's like in the early two thousands, if so, you know, you can get away with having a blog and people not knowing that you had it. Yeah. Now everyone is so connected to the internet. It's mm-hmm. all like, you know, Diz made a TikTok two days ago, and I'm yep. sure everyone in the Afghan community has seen it by now. Yeah. You know? And it's, it's the reality is like, if you have an OnlyFans, someone's going to find it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, Your true. family's going to find it and whatnot. And again, I reject the sort of discrimination component of it. But the fact that, for example, someone like Kristen Vaughn, who's now fired, has to now rely more on OnlyFans because why? She got retaliated against. Yeah. Right? Yeah. She got fired. That's the exact dynamics that I'm talking about. Yeah. Right, it's the exact problem that we're talking about. That the fact that the entire power is is with everybody else, other yeah. than the content creator. Well, you know what right? sucks too is that she isn't the only one in that dealership that had gotten fired as oh, a result. Jesus. There was a girl named Karen Looper who also had worked there at that same dealership, 
Jesus, what's going uh, on at that dealership? <laughs> yeah, you know, and like the thing is, though, she'd only worked there for a couple of months. This happened more recently than the Kirsten Vaughn thing did. Oh, my God. Right. Where she had an OnlyFans account and she got harassed by a coworker. Jesus. Right. It was even worse for her, though, because according to her account, this coworker came up, you know, asked him and asked her how much tw- how far he can get with twenty dollars. And he had touched her. My God. Right. Fuck. Jesus so, Christ. She, but, you know, she she had quit her job. Right. And yeah. she had filed a police report. About harassing. And then they went and looked it up and that and, you know, and then it was the thing is they used it and they brought it up during uh, Kirsten Vaughn's like meeting with HR. So oh, she God. had recorded her interview and she's all like, I heard this happen with with Karen, whatever else. Right. And they're like, yeah, so, you know, the reason why we're bringing this up is because we don't want you to get harassed and have unwanted attention. So they Good found Lord. a way to turn it on her. Yeah, yeah right? that's the thing, though, right? It's like corporations will always find a way to do what benefits them, and they'll reword it in ways that help themselves, right? So they're not firing her because, oh, it's a violation of their brand, which is what they're actually doing, right? Mm-hmm. But they're firing her for her protection. Yeah. Right. This is the real. It's like this is the, the situation we find ourselves in. It's like that's going to happen. It's going to continue to happen. And unless we, we start to, we start to go, wait a minute, we need to question who's got the power in these labor relations, whether it's OnlyFans, whether it's YouTube. And it's to be clear, this is the YouTube model, literally. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If we're, we're going to be honest about this. This is the YouTube model. YouTube allows you to be a quote-unquote content creator. It provides this sort of democratizing foe. Everyone can become famous. But then it licenses and controls everything. It determines who can make money, who cannot make money. It upholds certain people while completely exploiting and screwing over other people. That model is not something we should hope to replicate. That's a, that's a dangerous, exploitative model. And it is being replicated very successfully elsewhere. Right. From Uber to OnlyFans, all of that is the exact same model, the licensing independent contractor gig model. That's not good because then you're caught between one corporation on the other hand and your independent contractor status on the other hand. Yeah. Yeah. And in working and working as an independent contractor, you know, for some time, too, it's like there is so much that you have to watch out. You have to advocate for yourself so much. In yeah. that situation. And let's face yeah. it, there is so much that you have to learn and know you have to know about in order yeah. to make sure that you protect yourself. Exactly. That the corporations exactly. will always have more resources to use yeah. against you than you'll yeah. be able to do against them. Bingo. You're a hundred, hundred percent right there. Because the purpose of the gig economy, the purpose of the independent contractor status is it's a way around the past hundred years of labor rights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For a hundred years we've been we fought for the you know weekends off only eight hours yeah, thirty yeah. minute lunches or right? like all the kind of things like you know forced overtime don't put us in the co- in coal mines or like like all the labors that we the rights that we have fought for a hundred years this is a way to circumvent it this is a way of saying oh well, you're an independent contractor I don't have to give you health benefits I don't have to do this I don't have to do that and so you have to become your own advocate because the hundred years of advocacy no longer works for you yeah yeah and it sucks man because yeah. It's so easy, and I think there is also this component to it that people don't realize. Like when you, when you, especially in a situation where you're in like a gig economy, quote unquote, you've automatically made a competition out of every other single person that's within that sphere of you, right? So rather than having a rather than having a united front against a corporation, right? I've always been under the impression, and this is mostly from you, Ali, is that this idea that 
you know, there's always been kind of a worker boss relationship where the boss yeah. tries to get as much labor out of you as he can with yep. paying the least amount of money. Exactly. Right. Whereas the workers themselves are trying to get their labor. They're trying to make as much as they can without being exploited. Yeah. Right. So there's a constant struggle in between. But what happens when they decide to go, we're going to split up the, the, the people, the working class. We're going to split yeah. up the people who are working to fight against each other. Exactly. So they can't unify against us exactly. as bosses. If you're all you independent know? contractors, you're not banding together. Yeah. True. Right. There's no you're union, right, for independent yeah. contractors. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And now this model is interesting. This is fascinating because there is another place where this model is also used in order to circumvent. Does anyone know where? The UFC. No. WWE. No. The military. You're right. Yeah. This yeah. model of the independent contractor is a result of the of the post world uh, uh, post war on terror world. It's that post nine eleven world in which what happens is you saw the rise of independent private security firms, ah. people who were technically contractors, therefore outside the regulations of the Black military. Water. So the military, after many years, as 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 problematic as the military can be, has had years and years of regulations placed on them. Right? You can't do this. You can't do that. You can't do this. But how do you circumvent it? Private contractors. Oh, yeah. You yeah. hire private contractors, and therefore, they're able to do all sorts of things that are technically illegal, technically outside regulation, and whatnot. So there is this model. This is, this is the way in which capitalism is all interlinked. This is the way in which the military-industrial complex is also linked into the private corporation, private security firm, uh, independent contractor model. Mm. That is true. This week on Currently Marxist. <laughs> <laughs> breaks down why sex work is equivalent to the military. Yeah. yeah, and there's consequences for that, right, V? I mean, just recently we saw what happened in, in South America. Yeah, I have to tell you, man, like, um, you know, given that we're, we've been stuck inside not being able to distract ourselves, it's all sorts of tomfoolery and whatnot. Um, I've been keeping up with... He says as an 80-year-old man, tomfoolery. Yeah, with, uh, you know, with all this ridiculousness. Um, man... You know, it's it, I, I, it's so funny because, you know, growing up Star Wars fans, right? Yeah. Uh, you were always you were always the Jedi guy, right? You love Yoda, you love the Jedi, and and like you, uh, you and you understand growing up, like who who were my favorite characters in the Star Wars? Oh, bounty hunters, the bounty hunters, right? I yeah. always loved the side characters, all the all the yeah. Scott Bosk. laws, yeah, the Moss Isaac Cantina, right? Yeah. Boss the Trandoshan, mostly because we share the same last name. Um, <laughs> Man, you know, and then I grew up and I saw things like Dog the Bounty Hunter and yeah. I saw things like Blackwater or whatever it is. Yeah. And I realized how shitty and how unromantic the yeah. Bounty Hunter. <laughs> the Bounty Hunter and the Mercenary is definitely not what is not Han Solo. And I'm going, fuck, man, you know, it's all like here I am expecting Boba Fett's, you know, and I get Jack Porkins instead, yep. you know, <laughs> poor Jack. And, um. And man, this Venezuela thing, I got to, you know, I, I had to bring it up because I've been following it just with bated breath because it is, it is like the definition of just like, of just like the, of, of the folly of, of American ingenuity, right? oh, God, <laughs> just, yeah. of Americanism, because technically the guy who's kind of the American that's behind what's going on in Venezuela right now in terms of yeah. like this, the coup that just, or the attempted coup that just happened, he's a decorated Green Beret. Yeah, like three bronze stars. What's his name? Uh, Jordan Goudreau. Yeah, is this guy's name? Is a Green Beret medic. You know, three bronze stars. You know, very yeah. decorated career. Yeah, you know, and my God, and it's like we. I think we make this assumption 
that you know because you were part of this organization that seems elite that you're somehow smart and it um i gotta Definitely tell you man. not <laughs> so, so, okay so break it down because this is this is one of those moments where like you you it's almost too surreal to be real yeah like this, so this break is down what this what, what Jordan does because here's this decorated supposed genius. Okay. He comes up with a plan. What's the plan? So Jordan Goudreau, the Green Beret, decides at one point, right, that he you were talking about about you know like these uh, about mercenary groups and everything, right? He yep. actually started one. Yep. Called Civil Corps, right? Yeah. With the original intention of he was trying to basically try to uh, the idea behind silver cores they're going to try to make money by protecting schools from potential school shooters of course Wait, yeah. real quick sorry to interrupt why do all these military contractors have some sort of color in their name like blackwater or silver because it's, that's how they're organized too right like yeah. the green berets like it's just how the way they think that's also yeah and they also watched legends of the hidden temple on nickelodeon they understood yeah. that purple <laughs> Power purple Rangers, cobras right? and shit yeah. yeah yeah purple piranhas yeah. blue barracudas so it's a, why do soccer teams like when you were a kid? Why do they always have colored names? Remember that? Yeah, purple yeah. people eaters and shit. Yeah, right. You know? That was good. a purple people eaters is a nickname so, of a oh, defense. It's very basic nationalism. Yeah, <laughs> fair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he starts Silver Corps, right, with the idea that he wanted to put undercover, yeah, yeah. Yeah, undercover yeah. ex-military in schools, acting like uh, like woodshop teachers to prevent school shootings. Yeah. Right. Now it was the. Quite possibly the dumbest idea ever, yep, or so yep, we thought, yep. right? It never worked out. So then but he went ups himself. Yeah. So he goes, you know what? All right, it didn't work, but I'm such a genius. I'm going to, I'm going to start a coup in Venezuela and take out Nicolas Maduro. Yeah, as you do, of course. Mm-hmm. So you know, this one guy decides that he's going to go ahead and you know take down the socialist government of uh, of Venezuela by trying to train. A bunch of like like three hundred some odd uh, troops uh, in Colombia uh, mm. from a former general, or you know the former general of Venezuela. Now, sometime during that point, that former general gets arrested for drug trafficking, so he's gone. Yeah. Ah, right. Interesting. And then everyone who he brings down there to start training everyone realizes it's a completely stupid operation, so they all leave. Right. This doesn't actually stop him though. Now, this is this is kind of the genius right here is that you know you have to. You have to realize that, you know, never giving up. You know, we learned about that yeah. shit in Mulan. We learned about yeah. that shit, you know, and all sorts of things. Never John giving Cena. up is the important thing, right? But also, you should give up once in a while. Because when you're this stupid, right, you know, giving up is the smartest thing that you could possibly do. Because he decides yeah. that he's going to go ahead and raid Venezuela anyway, Yeah. right? Now, the fucked up thing about, the, about this whole raid thing is, though, he, they send in troops to try to... The, the idea being that they're going to take over a bunch of military installations because people hate Venezuela so much and Nicolas Maduro that people are going to naturally start yeah. fighting against the government and they're yeah. going to join the cause. Yeah. Completely opposite of what happened. So the guy, they decided to raid Caracas by boat for some reason. I'm not sure why. Right. Yeah. But he tweets about the fucking thing the night of. That's the best part. Yeah. He literally tweets Donald Trump. Saying that two ex-Green Berets and 60 Venezuelans are doing a nighttime incursion into Caracas. And the next day, they've captured them in the morning. Yeah. One of them pissed their pants. Naturally. Which is messed up, right? They knew that two of them were Americans because both of the Americans that were in there had multiple forms of ID on them. 
Oh yeah, since my uh, my my social security, my passport. They literally had passports license. and driver's license on them, right? So they knew that. Have, they got, have we gotten the green berets yet? Or are they still in jail? Uh, no, they're still in jail. They're still there. You know. <laughs> what is what is what is what has Jordan said since then? So basically, um, they, he uh, he's they interviewed him, right? And they asked him, you know, what was the point of doing a a, a, a raid by boat? And he started quoting Alexander the Great for some reason. Uh, which had no answer. What? He had no, yeah. He had no answer for, for why he did what he did. He just started talking about Alexander the Great. Jesus Christ. And but this, this, this is the, like, the end result of what, if you start to have private corporations run your military, right? Yeah. You start to have Blackwater, who's, let's be real, okay, this guy's insane and crazy, but we did fucking hire Blackwater to run a bunch of our military ops. Yeah, it's we true. did hire a bunch of these private independent contractors to run things like I don't know Abu Ghraib prison. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, yeah, not you, nearly that, as funny. Right. Yeah. If you start to do stuff like that, then don't be surprised when these people go, "Oh yeah, we're gonna go and topple a government." Yeah, you know, and you get dumb people doing this shit, right? So, and then amongst all this, like they found all this tactical gear on them, like uh, some weapons, you know, like some masks, as well as some like tactical vests. But amongst amongst the weapons. They actually found a fucking airsoft rifle. Oh, natural. Oh, nice, oh, dude. God. One of them was armed with an airsoft rifle. There's going to yeah. be, people are going to be writing dissertations about this for years to come. You, I'm just going to put it there. There's people are going to be writing dissertations about this for fucking yeah. years. Now, this is, this is where the internet comes in, which is interesting, right? Is that people were trolling them so hard on Twitter that they actually, um, they actually like, took down their account. Oh, Jesus. So Twitter, so people, literally people trolled them so badly that they took down a mercenary group on, online. Well, so- socially took down them. Like, yeah, yeah, but, let's not, Twitter's not real life. Let's not yeah. pat ourselves on the let's back face, too much gonna there. Be hiring, who's going to be hiring Silver Corp at this let's, point? Let's just pat, don't pat ourselves too much on the back there. Look, this is the perfect place we could end it because honestly, at this point, all we can say is that uh, the screenwriters of 2020 are drunk. Yeah, it's like they, they're just throwing everything at the wall and seeing what sticks. That's yeah, what they're doing. The Greek fates are all sorts of fucked up. It's just it's just twisted as hell. So we've had an interesting episode. I think diving into the twistedness of capitalism. I think we've got a pretty good strong theme of independent contractors and the kind of consequence for the economy and apparently world politics. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, <laughs> guess, well. guess where Jordan Gaudreau is from, by the way, or where, where the Silver Corps based out of? Florida. 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 <laughs> of course it is. It's got, naturally, it's got to be Florida. All right, Diz, why don't you take us out? Yes, you can find us on various social media websites, such as Facebook, facebook.com slash currently nerdy, the Twitter at currently nerdy on Twitter, Instagram at currently nerdy. We're on Tumblr, currently nerdy.tumblr.com. We are on YouTube, youtube.com slash currently nerdy. Uh, we're on Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes podcast app currently nerdy on there if you haven't already make sure you're subscribed um give us a five-star rating and review and remember to share our podcast to your friends they ain't got shit to do they're bored in the house and they're in the house bored as well so have them listen to the gospel of currently nerdy uh and if you want to get a hold of us individually you can v how can they get a hold of you i'm on twitter instagram vtran214 that's v-y-t-r-a-n-214 my website the sandwichslayer.com you can catch me on our sister podcast, Head on History, on my website, aliolomi.com, or on Instagram and Twitter at A-A-O-L-O-M-I. Diz. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Xbox Live. Not on TikTok. Di- 
at Dizbulla, D-I-Z-B-U-L-L-A-H, and also on the Currently Nerdy Sports Podcast, which Season 1 finished in about December. Season 2, hopefully, will start up in a few months once the football season comes out again. Uh, you could catch that at SoundCloud.com slash Currently Nerdy. For everyone here at Currently Nerdy, thank you for tuning in. And remember, stay smart, sexy nerds. All hail the Currently Nerdy Empire. <laughs>